Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello there, Minister Paulo Cornett. Thank you so much for joining me once again for Revelations from the Heart podcast. We're on episode number 26. So we're moving right along as we're talking about last day's territory and the end time society and the characteristics that are going to make up this end time society. It's important to know that the scripture found in 2 Timothy 3 and 1 is talking to us right now here today. We are the last society. We are the end time generation. Before I begin though, I want to first make a quick shout out. I was looking at the analytics for the podcast, which is doing very well. Um, The listeners are very strong and I want to ask you to continue to listen, continue to share, 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 share this podcast with someone that you know um, so that they can be blessed by the hearing of it. But uh, we have, most of our listeners are here in the United States, but we also have an international audience. And I want to thank them for um, listening and to make a shout out to those that are in um, Ireland, in Canada, and in Germany. So this podcast is reaching um, in a, on an international level as well. And so we know that believers in Jesus Christ are everywhere and that Jesus is Lord. So I want to thank you for my fellow brothers and sisters that are listening in those nations and just know that um, God is faithful. Well, we have been talking about the end time society. We're almost just about ready to wrap it up in these last uh, few episodes here. And um, I'm going to review, but I'm not the, the ones that I talked about in the beginning. I'm not going to hit those real strong today. You have to go back and listen to the archive. But I want to talk more about the, the latter few that I've dealt with the last few weeks, go more in detail with them. I um, also want to make mention I received, I was so excited, so happy to receive. It's like Christmas in July. Um, my complimentary Last Day Survival Guide book by Pastor Rick Renner. Um, and it's a, it's it's just a spiritual handbook to prepare you for these perilous times. I believe every believer should have this book in their hands. Um, it's not available for, for print, but I believe you can pre-order it. I received a special um, complimentary copy. Um, and so I'm glad to have it ready to mark up in it. In fact, a lot of the teaching that I've done has been based on this book. And so um, most of the definitions that have come, Pastor Rick Renner is a Greek scholar. And so, uh, I mean, he knows Greek frontward, backward, forward. And so I always trust his um, his uh, interpretation of the Word of God. In fact, his, his program, he says, is teaching you can trust. And it's definitely, I agree with that 100%. So it's called Last Day Survival Guide. I believe it's available on Amazon. You can go to his website at renner.org. It's R-E-N-N-E-R dot org. And be sure to get you that copy. Get it for a friend. It'd be make a great. Um, Christmas gift or just a I love you just because Jesus is good type gift um, but definitely um, I encourage you to go on there and get those so let's hit these real good 
I had to take a few little moments, just a little longer to chew on this new one because it was a wealth of um, information. I always had to make sure that I got it down in me real good first before I communicated to you. So I had to study and make sure that it was it was a part of me so that I could uh, then communicate it to you. Well, we're going to look at our focus scripture, which is. 2 Timothy 3 and 1. And as always, I encourage you to read the whole chapter of 2 Timothy. If you haven't already done so, uh, read it. Uh, it's very, very good to get it all in its context. All right. And so as we know that Paul wrote this to his son in the faith, uh, Timothy, and um, it was Paul's last letter. He was getting ready to be um, actually uh, martyred, uh, beheaded by the Emperor Nero. And so he knew his time was coming to a close and he sent this letter to encourage his son in the faith, Timothy, um, who he had known since he was a child and had seen him grow in the Lord and was just so, 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 so very um, um, proud to see his uh, remarkable faith in God. And so it's just amazing to me that in his last letter that the Holy Spirit led him to write about the last days and the end 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 of the end of the end of the last days all right and so that's what this portion of scripture is talking about so when you read this portion of scripture just know that it's this is talking straight to us all right and so the holy spirit is speaking through paul two thousand years ago but is prophesying what's going to take place at the end of the end of the age so we want to look at our anchor scripture it says but know this that in the last days perilous times will come second timothy three and one let's break this down the word um know is the greek word gnosko which means to know something definitely emphatically and with absolute certainty this is 100 percent. this is definitely going to happen the holy spirit like he's saying you ever heard a person say mark my word or this is going to take place watch and see this is what's going to happen but know this the word this is the Greek word talto, which means this, and it's a very specific, like this right here, okay? This right here. Um, and the word also changes the structure of it, means day, and it means also, indeed, emphatically, okay? So the Holy Spirit is grabbing our attention to make sure that we understand, like, okay, you've heard it, but listen to this. Listen to this. Now watch this. In the last days, okay? And that, it points to a specific and important point. This is a specific time in history. None like any other time in history. While we may have seen some of these characteristics pop up here and there, in the last days, it's going to be like this, okay? The last, at the very ultimate end of a thing, okay? The extreme end, the final chapter, the last hour, the final moments, the very, very, very end. And we talked about the last days. It's just good to just to reemphasize this, to make sure that you know this like the back of your hand, like you know this really, really well. But the last days was started on the day of Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, when he came and showed up on the scene and visited the, the um, disciples, the apostles, and Peter went out and began to preach under the unction of the Holy Spirit, under the power of the Holy Spirit, preached a powerful message. And he prophesied from the prophet Joel that said, In the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And he begins to, you know, give the rest of that prophecy. He said, you know, this is this is right now, this is this is it. So that it initiated the last days, okay? It initiated then. And so for two thousand years, we've been in that time frame, that time period of the last days. But this portion of scripture 
it's talking about the end of the last day, the end of that time period. Okay, so if you look on the timeline, 2,000 years ago, bam, draw the line, last days. Okay, we're like really close to that, you know, that, that, that end part. We're very, 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 very close. And it says the word um, perilous, and know that perilous is just difficult times, sometimes just unbearable times. It's going to be dangerous times. It's going to be risky times. It's going to be hurtful times. And times is the word kairos, and it's a specific moment. Okay, they shall come. They're coming. They're they're here. And when you find yourself um, standing in the middle of this, I say it like this to put it in plain terms: you'd be surrounded by crazies and crazy stuff. And it doesn't take much. Turn the TV on, and day after day after day, it gets crazier and crazier and crazier. To me, it's no surprise. All right. And if you read the scripture, you read the word, it should be no surprise to you either, because the Bible talks about these things. The thing that is alarming the thing that is like wow is that we're here you know we are here and it is an honor to be living in this time because we're the generation that will see christ return and that's the one of the greatest things that's going to ever happen in history you know when when he when he rose again that was yes and his return is is right up there with that and so um just know and understand that Whatever comes, whatever happens, God has given us. In 2 Timothy, as, as Paul encouraged Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Remember, he's not given us the spirit of fear. But he's given us power. He's given us dunamis. He's given us love. He's given us agape. He's given us a sound or a disciplined mind. That we're not like the world. So then he goes on to list 25 characteristics that will make up the last day society. Like I said, we have seen... These pop up here and there, but in that end time, in that final, final, final time, we will see this, these just everywhere, everywhere. And so it's important that we know these so that we don't become a victim, so that we don't become pulled in by the last day society. We have to keep our head together. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus. The scripture says, I'm looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. And to know and understand that if it gets too bad, when it gets too bad, he'll come back and get us if you're ready. The key is make sure that you're ready. All right. The first one is lovers of their selves. I'm not going to go into detail with these, but I'm just going to mention them. And you can go back in the archives to listen to a more in-depth teaching of these that I'm talking here. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, traitors, heady, high-minded, all these type of people that, are, that we're going to have. So we want to look at the last few that we've talked about um, the last few weeks. And I want to pick up with lovers of, let's see, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Alrighty, now we saw that with these types of individuals... That they um, love their love for pleasure comes above their love for God. And it talks about it's it's the word um, philos, which means love, and then the word hedone, which means pleasure. And you may have heard of the word hedonist, and it's one that just pleasure. Everything is just for self pleasure whatever they want to do nothing is off the whatever 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 it could be as 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 uh what you call it 
just as, as disgusting as it wants to be, just whatever brings that person pleasure, okay? And then it denotes individuals who give themselves to the unbridled and unrestrained seeking of pleasure of any type to love pleasure, to live for the fulfillment of one's pleasure. And so these people, it's not that they don't have an affection for God, but it's just that their pleasure is supersedes their love for God. And Christ has got to be the center. Christ has got to be number one in your life. And so Pastor Rick Renner suggested a test that you could give, you know, to yourself a self-test. Now, be honest with this, that if God tells you to do something and you don't do it because it inconvenience you, then you've already been affected by the spirit of this age. So you say, well, what do I do? You got to repent, ask God to forgive you and get on the right track and do what he tells you to do. We all will have to stand and give an account to God for everything that we've done or didn't do, each and every one of us. And so there are no excuses in Christ. Our highest call is not to be comfortable. It's not to even have pleasure. But our highest call is to be obedient. And when you're obedient to what God told you to do or tells you or is telling you to do, you will be happy. You will have um, peace. Okay? So whatever he's telling you to do, you got to do it. We cannot allow the behavior that's in this society to become our behavior. We're set apart. We got to be different. We can't be like the world. So we have... Um, Lovers of, I mean, um, yeah, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And then I think it was last week. Yeah, last week we talked about having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Okay, now this one is very interesting. And out of all of these, out of all of the characteristics, this one, it falls up to say, and from such turn away. So this is actually giving you a command of what, you know, like, okay, if you find yourself around this type of people, or in it, within this organization, you gotta you gotta get out of there as plain as day. Because we're having a form of godliness. Um, the word form is a word morphosis, and is an outward shape or form. It speaks only of an outward shape and nothing of content. I gave the example of um, my aunt has on her ledge of the ledge of her deck. She has an owl, a fake owl, sitting up there to keep away the birds and the squirrels. Okay. So when I first saw it, you know, just at first glance, I thought it was a real owl. And when I looked again, I realized that it was, it was fake, but it looked real. It had the appearance to look real. And that's what it will, means that these type of people, they will have a form of godliness. Okay. They will, they will speak, have religious phrases and words that they say. They look the part. They may even have a cross around their neck. You know, maybe even have a t-shirt with the scripture inscribed upon it. They look like they are the part. But when it really comes down to it, they have no substance. They have no power, no inward substance. They may even have a social media presence. You know, you may even see them on social media with all the right sayings and all the right words. But they, they the Bible actually says they deny the power. It means to deny, to disown, to reject, to refuse, to announce. And this is actually talking about the false church or the apostate church. So what does apostate mean? It's just... A person who renounces a religious or political belief or principle. Now, these type of people in the apostate church, they modify the Bible to match culture. Okay. In Christ, you're counterculture. You're against the culture. That's why you're ridiculed. That's why you're, you know, persecuted because you go against the culture. You know, the reason why in ancient times when they started martyring the Christians, the emperors, one of the reasons why was because, you know, with Christianity, there was other religions as well that you could worship any God you wanted to. But in conjunction with worshiping your God, 
then you had to worship the emperor as well. Okay, now in Christ, as Christians, God is the only God. He's the only true and living God. The only one that we worship is God. Okay, no other God. And so the emperors would get mad. And so that's one reason why, you know, they would martyr the Christians because they would not bow to the emperor. You remember the story in the Old Testament of Daniel and his, his little Hebrew friends, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego? That's just a, such a powerful portion of scripture. I just love to go back and read that every now and then and how they just so eloquently said it, so eloquently put it. Not only would they not bow, but, you know, they did not eat the food. They weren't the only kids that were taken into captivity. There was a whole group of those kids. Now, the rest of the kids, they ate the food. They did, you know, they bowed. But these little young men, Daniel and his little friends, they wouldn't do it. They didn't bow. They wouldn't, they wouldn't eat that food that they were not supposed to eat. They wouldn't do it. And so when it came time to bow before the king, you know, the other children were doing it, but they they didn't do it. And the king was like, hold up, wait a minute. Now, uh, what's going on with Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego? Y'all supposed to be bowed. And they just told him nicely. So, you know, we, we acknowledge you as a king, and we, expect your, we respect your position of authority. But we cannot bow. Not today, not tomorrow. We will never bow and worship you. Okay, and so he got infuriated. He said, throw him in the furnace. That was the, if you didn't bow, you would get thrown in the furnace. He said, throw him in the furnace and make it seven times hotter. It was so hot that those that uh, turned the heat up, they got burned up. Threw them boys in the furnace and just God miraculously protected them. Protected them. And he looked in, the king looked in the furnace and said, I see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the one that appears with them is the Son of God. And so, you know, the story ends up, he says, okay, everybody worship the God of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. He's the true and living God, okay? And so, God always backs his word up with power, and those that preach and teach his word, there will always be signs and wonders that will follow them that will back up his word, all right? So, it says here that... um you know, just in talking about the positive, it says, from such, turn away. And this is a Greek word that's compounded of two words, and it means to turn away from. It depicts either mental, physical, or spiritual turning. So to just put it in plain English, if you're part of an organization or a denomination that is rejecting the real power of God or that is not preaching and teaching the word of God, you got to get out of there. You got to get away from there. You got to get away from those people. You can't fool with that. Not in this last day. You just can't fool with that. And so you may say, well, I've been going to this church since I was a little kid. If they're not preaching and teaching the word of God, you got to get out of there. When my mama goes to this church, you got to, I don't care if you leave her there, if she won't come, you know, you have to recognize these things. You have to get out of there. You got to turn away from that. Okay. You got to turn away from that. So so well, how do I know if I'm, you know, the lifestyle that scripture speaks against, they're embracing it. They remove repentance and don't even talk about repentance. They say that everybody's fine. Everybody's doing well. Inclusion. Okay. They're just they're doing inclusion. Um, they deny the power of the blood. You can't, you can't fool with that type of stuff. So there are some denominations that in their creeds or in their statements of faith or in you know what we believe that those things are based in scripture and based in the word and a lot of them were founded on those you know 
principles that are solid, but they're not living up to them. They, they have turned away from those original creeds. And we have to always make sure that we stay true to what's in the word, that we don't just water it down to um, appease people. You know, the Bible says that um, open rebuke is better than hidden love. And I would rather someone hurt my feelings but tell me truth that's going to save my soul than to appease my feelings and then my soul die and, you know, go to hell. I, I just, I just, I would rather that. You might get mad or might not like it, but the truth, you know, the truth is what we all need to hear and, and what we need to hear. So from such, turn away. Then it goes on to say in verse six, it says, for this sort, and it's talking about, those who have a form of godliness, okay, for this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of silly women laden down with sins led away by various lusts. What in the world is this talking about? Okay, let's let's pull this apart. Let's do so quickly. Okay, the word creep into is to be clothed, to hide in, to be clothed with. To disguise oneself in a garment. To creep into. To find access. Oh, this is like it's a secretive operation. Just taking place. This is a secretive operation. Okay. And so the apostate church. It finds a way to sneak in to homes. Now how is that possible? Are they going around, you know, lurking and sneaking into homes. You know, looking outside people's windows. And trying to find out how to get into the houses. Think about this for a minute. Now how is this going to happen? Okay, now you got to remember that when... When, when Paul prophesied this, the Holy Spirit could see into the future. Okay, and Paul was prophesying this. Now, at this time, it may seem like that the time that it was prophesied may seem like how in the world they couldn't picture how that would look. But now that we're in the age or we're in the time that we're in, technology has advanced so much more. So this is so much very more possible to be done. Okay, so you say, how is this possible? How is this going to happen? So let's think about this for just a minute. What is something that can gain access to every home in the world? What's what's a medium through which, you know, it can it, it can gain access into every home in the world? Think about it for just a sec. Use your brain. Use your noggin. Use your noodle. Okay? You think about this for just a second. What is it that can that can gain access? What is it that everybody has access to? The media. The media. The Holy Spirit is prophesying about the media or the internet. People that have a form of godliness are creeping into houses via the internet, through the internet, through the media. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has access to the internet. Even if they don't have a computer in their house, you can go to the library and get access to the internet. You go to your friend's house and get access to the internet. Okay, so this is a prophecy about the media and the internet this is how they this is how they, they're they're gaining access and it says it leads captive silly women now sisters my sisters women hold on just a minute okay we we we're not you know we're not silly but let's let's look at what this is what this is saying led captive is a greek word to take captive at spear point to take captive as a prisoner to put the spear into the back of a captive and forcibly drive him into captivity. So it's manipulation by physical force or by mental or spiritual suggestion. So just hold on tight. 
ladies, hold on tight, because we're going to look at what the word silly women means. Now, some of you brothers may be saying, yeah, I told you women was silly. It's right there in the Bible. Silly women. Y'all just all silly. No, 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 no. Let's look at what this says. Now, the word silly women, it means needy women, weak women. And because of the need, you know, these women, they, they feel a sense of need. So it's needy women. Now, it can refer to men, because sometimes men silly too. It can refer to men. Or women who feel a need. So it's just a male or female who has a deep need. Okay, who's who's needy. And we all know, probably know needy people. All right. The word says laden or burdened, loaded, overwhelmed with sin. The word sin is the word hamartia, which means to miss the mark of what was hoped for. A problem, hence a disappointment. So this is what this looks like. This is the best way I can describe this. This is okay. Here you have a person that's maybe sitting watching television, looking on their computer or maybe on their phone, and they're disappointed with life. Maybe their marriage isn't, you know, the best. They've made some mistakes. They have, you know, they, they just need, you know, they, they may be longing to be married. They Their finances might not be, their career may not be, you know, where it needs to be. So they're sitting there, they're looking for answers. And instead of going to the Word of God, where all the answers that you would need for every situation is found right there. They're looking for something. And bam, they see something that, that appeals to them through an ad, through through a commercial on television, or through you know something that's coming through their social media news feed or their Instagram feed. They see an ad for something. And it appeals to the disappointment, the failure, or it appeals to the mistake. And the Bible says silly women. Now, like I said, it can be translated men as well, but listen to this. The primary audience for, um, in this day and time, the primary audience for, like, media is women. And those that work in public relations and those type of things, they know this. They're aware of this. They know that their main audience is women. So if the enemy or the media, if it can get into the, into the women, then he can control the home. He can influence the home. So here you have someone who's sitting, sitting in front of the device. They're frustrated. Frustrated with life. Like I said, maybe their marriage, maybe their finances, maybe, you know, because they're single or maybe their career isn't taking off or they're just empty. They're looking for answers. They're looking for life answers, but they're looking in the wrong places. The Bible says ever coming, ever learning, ever learning, all times, constantly, endlessly. They're always, you know, ever doing this, ever learning. This means endlessly trying to learn or to acquire knowledge or insight. But never, this means never, never, ever at any time, never coming to the knowledge of truth, never coming to, um, yes, never ever coming to the knowledge of the truth. So they're looking for truth in the wrong places. Truth is found in the word of God. So this is what it's saying. It says um, here, it says for this sort. So those that have a form of godliness. Okay, they're coming. They're sneaking in through the media. They're sneaking in through the internet. They're sneaking in, you know, to people's homes. You're there by yourself. You're vulnerable. You're needy. You see this stuff. They're bringing, you, you think this is the answer that you need, but really it's bringing manipulation. And it's bringing teaching that is not based in scripture. So you say, okay, this is all I So what do we do? What's, what's the answer, Minister Paula? What do we do? It's very simple. You got to guard what comes into your home. You got to guard what comes into your life. 
You can't look and play, press play on every um, video that comes to your news feed on social media. You can't look at every movie that's on Netflix. You can't look at every movie that's on whatever outlet you look on. You can't watch everything. You can't listen to everything. You got to surround yourself with true men and women of God who believe and speak what's in the Bible, what's in the scripture. I don't watch everything that's sent to me. I get a, I get a lot of stuff sent in my inbox. Most of the time I don't even open that stuff up because I got to guard what's in my life. I got to guard what comes into my life. I got to guard what, what I'm watching and what I'm listening to so that I won't be led astray. Okay? So... The Holy Spirit, those longings, those unmet longings that you may have, the Holy Spirit can meet those longings. Your heart is safe with him. Your heart is safe with him. So you have to guard your heart. You got to guard your mind. You got to guard your ear gate. You got to guard your eye gate. You got to guard it. You got to guard it and say, well, how do I guard it? Turn the TV off sometimes. You got to turn the TV off and not watch that stuff. Sometimes you have to, you know, turn that you can't listen to that stuff. God, no, I, I, can't, I can't listen to that stuff. And you got to read the word and stay in the word. Even so much more now than ever before. So, we dealt with today. Hopefully you got a clear understanding of um, what it means when it says creeping into houses. Leading astray, silly women. We found out that that doesn't, you know, it means just needy women. Needy women or needy individuals, people that are needy. When people are needy, boy, you can just manipulate them in every every sort of way. But God doesn't want us to be like that. We're not needy because our needs are met in Christ. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Not only money, not only finances, but he provides everything that we need emotionally, physically, spiritually, everything that we need. Okay, and so we're going to look next week at the next few, and we're going to be wrapping this up pretty soon. And so I want to encourage you that you take an analysis of your own life, and there may be some things that you may have to guard um, that come into your home. Even in books. Even in books, you can't read everything. Even in articles, you can't read everything. You can't read everything. you got to guard your heart and guard your mind. So let me pray for you as we close out today. Father God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the instruction that you've given us in your word. We thank you that as we're going through each and every one of these characteristics, that you are just so gracious to us, Lord God, that you have given us warnings, that you have given us um, uh, a way to make preparation, and you've given us um, instructions, instructions on what to know to do to live in these end times. And I thank you, Father God, that your ultimate plan is for those of us that are your children to survive and to thrive in these end times. I pray, Father God, that you help us to know that our unmet needs and longings are found in your presence. And so, Father, for those that are listening, if they do have any needs or longings, Lord God, I thank you that you will draw them into your presence, Father God, and that you are, you are the supply that we need. Uh, your presence is a supply that we need in this end time. I thank you, Father God, that you strengthen and encourage each and every hearer that they be blessed by your word. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. As always, be sure to share this message and remember that the Bible says 
that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See you next week.